Welcome to the Broken Arrow, a traditional bow hunting podcast with your hosts, Schaefer Magnet and Chris Siegel. Do you want to do you want to cue us in, or do you want me to? And then from there, we'll just see where the hell this goes. <laughs> I got a coin. I have a quarter. All right. And you call heads or tails? Okay, I'll go heads. It is heads. All right. So <laughs> I'm just gonna assume that means I'll cue us in. It's all your call. All right. So uh, it's actually dealer's choice. You do whatever you want. Dealer's choice. All right. So here we go. Well, I guess this would be the uh, introduction to a brand new podcast, the Broken Arrow, a traditional bow hunting podcast that Chris Siegel and myself, Schaefer Magnet, decided to do on a Kalamazoo trip. Uh, we both have our own little thing on the side, and we had such a blast on the trip, and we've kind of discussed this in the past, and uh, safe to say, 18 hours on the road together created a podcast in ways... We, we thought there wasn't enough uh, traditional archery podcasts already, so we figured we'd add one more. Exactly. You know, what's two sarcastic, uh, stubborn people have in common? You know, it makes great podcasting, we hope. So uh, I'm yeah. thinking this is just going to be a good old time. So I That's guess the for, plan, right? Yeah, exactly. For those who don't know, if for somehow you're listening to this and you don't listen to one of the other, you know, 18 traditional bow hunting podcasts out there, I run the Green Mountain Tradcast, which has been around for like two and a half years now, maybe two, I don't know, over two years, that's for sure, and it's it's still going, uh, I'm hoping this along with that will continue, so I'm just hoping this will be a fun time, I've never had a co-host before, so this will be an enlightenment uh onto that yep. and then uh chris if you want to kind of go over yourself and yeah so i'm i'm one third of the primitive pursuit with with mike and aaron and uh, i've been helping them out for i think two years now right around right around two years something like that and uh yeah we're, we're still plugging away we've been we've been kind of far and few between between episodes right now just because everybody's got something going on we're all busy we're all doing different things and uh and uh so but yeah we are still doing a thing and and uh good stuff so we you'll be hearing more of that also but uh yeah we're gonna we just want to do a little side project here and see where it goes and uh yeah it, we're not a kalamazoo exactly it, it's gonna be a fun fun thing i think we both kind of have the same thing with our him and his primitive pursuit and me and my green mountain tradcast where uh it's not that it's not fun doing it solo and him with his other two guys it's just uh Chris and I are both motivated, and we need somebody to keep us in check. So I think that's why uh, this will work so well, and I think it'll be a blast. So I think our general gist is to have no real. We're not going to be like a bow hunting podcast. We're not. Well, we're going to be a bow hunting podcast, but it's not going to be like so serious where that's the only thing we talk about. It's just going to be. You'll be able to tell where our general thoughts are at the time. Whether we're thinking shooting at the time, whether we're diehard bow hunting at the time, and we're going to have some killer guests on. Pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, light, lighthearted and uh, heavily based in traditional archery. Yeah, pretty much. So, it should be hoot. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so what's going on there? What have you been up to? 
Well, uh, let's see. Got a wife's pregnant, so that's pretty much uh, the that life. Happened. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much the life lately. Uh, but other than that, you know, it's it's February, so we're in the uh, winter lull of a foot of plus or a foot or more of snow outside. So shooting's not really happening these days outside, and not a whole lot to do. So you come up with things like a podcast, I suppose. Yeah, that and building arrows. Exactly. Yeah, I just yeah. built a little set of arrows for a buddy's daughter. Found out her favorite movie was Brave, so naturally had to help a guy out. And uh, got her a little throw the Saint- influence down. Exactly, got her a little yeah. Saint Joe Rivers bow and made some pink arrows. So that was fun. Awesome. I, uh, Chris has been influencing me to get back into the wood arrow thing. Uh, I tend to break them a lot because I like to take two stupid shots. So uh, we'll see how long it lasts. Yeah, I'm still kind of new at that. I've only been doing it since last summer, and uh, I've been having a blast with it. And I, I just stepped up my game. I bought a, uh, a cresting machine out at uh, out in Kalamazoo. And took him a day and a half to make the decision. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was some serious, serious um, thinking and and and, uh, and going back and forth to the spin cre- uh, spin right booth and and uh, haggling and uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. We talked to those guys over there and they were great. And, was, uh, it was freaking priceless. Towards the end, every time we would walk by, they were starting to like, "Is it time yet?" <laughs> they yeah, knew, they knew it was going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, just a matter of point. So, yeah. so, so yeah, so I, I I took that plunge and I've been I've been spinning like broken arrows because I keep all my arrows for some reason. I think I'm gonna cut them down for my son or something. So I was spinning all those and and uh, and practicing cresting and finally I started making my uh, my first dozen that will be crowned and, and crested um, today. So I got them stained and I'm waiting for some tubes because my my dip tubes. Uh, I'm switching my clear coat. So I'm waiting for some new dip tubes to show up, which should be here tomorrow or Tuesday. And then I can start clear coating and then I can do my crowning and start cresting see how it goes. Awesome. The uh, the cresting aspect of things has to be one of the single-handedly most peaceful things to do ever. Just that monotonous noise of the crester as you're focused in on it. Oh, man, that that is peaceful. I keep getting little uh, updates from Chris. You know, check out this one. Check out this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's been, it's been fun. It, it it took me a minute to figure out the the right paints and all that, and I finally figured out what what's working best for me. And and it's now it's much easier um, when you have the right stuff, the right brush. That helps. Yeah. Once you learn how to move the paint, life gets a lot better. Yeah, it's weird. It's like you're pushing a wave across the. Exactly. Across, it's it, it's really cool, and and like you said, it, it's it's definitely like your Zen moment. I'm loving it, so yeah. I can't wait to see how they show up when when I'm done with them. The uh, the one word of advice I would give, or whatever this statement was supposed to be, was when you look at arrows by like Andy Ponce, Joe from True North, and all those guys that Chad Chopper Chad, yep. all these guys that make some awesome arrows, your lines will never be as tight as theirs. <laughs> Well, no, eventually they might be, but don't have that type of expectations at the beginning. Yeah, I'm not going to be selling these, so I'm not really too concerned, but I do want them to look nice. Yeah. So Those guys so have it I'm down gonna... to a science. Yeah, exactly. That's something I'm going to fill my time with until uh, the weather breaks. Because yeah. we have, we don't have snow here. We have a, an inch of ice. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, you walk out my door and it's you pretty much on your ass um, trying to get to my my truck or my wife's car. So that's fun. Yeah, I guess I guess that would have been another good thing to say. I'm from uh, like 
I'm trying to think the Burlington area in Vermont. I'm not from Burlington, but that general area. Regardless, Vermont. Close by. Yeah. Then Chris yep. is Chris is down in the land of the office. Yeah, northeastern Pennsylvania. I'm just uh, about 40 minutes north of Scranton, up in the woods a little bit. Yeah. And uh, it's a good spot to live. I like it. Nobody bothers me. Yeah. I I still can't believe. When I drove down there, it was only like five and a half hours. Even with my like little detour I made to uh, down 86 west mm-hmm. for a ways, so I was uh, thoroughly impressed. So yes, yeah, that's not a bad drive. I, we do that a lot. Like we usually take 84 when we go to Maine, but when we go to Vermont, we go up out 17 out through Binghamton that area. Yeah, and and it, yeah, it's a nice drive. Yeah, this is exactly how I went. So yep, yep, good stuff. Oh yeah. So. So, uh, how was your hunting season, bud? Uh, well, not too good. I saw a decent amount of deer this year for my standards. Uh, mm-hmm. had an opportunity on a doe. I hit her high and forward, I guess in another no man's land I never knew about. When I initially shot, it actually looked pretty good. I was thinking, like, high front lung, pretty good on the offside lung. And then I started to film again this year, so I was all pumped because I got it all on camera. And that was, like, the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. Because that gave me a lot of peace of mind, and I was able to send that footage to people and get some second opinions. Okay. So basically what happened is I basically shot over the front lung and then, like, in front of the offside lung. Is what it sounded like. I guess the, the the spine dips really hard right there, kind of between the shoulder blades. So and were you above it or below it? I was above the spine, I guess, from what okay. I've okay. Uh, read. Or not read, but like uh, Greg Krause, for instance, he knows a lot about deer. And he, he sent me like a full-on uh, deer he was butchering. Yeah. And he sent me a whole bunch of pictures of that area of how the spine is in relation to the the body. And that was pretty cool. and. With a lot of the people I talked to, we kind of agreed it was probably a, a deer that wasn't mortally hit. Because I probably had blood for like a half mile. It never was like intense blood. It was yeah. just like that kind of classic fleshy blood. And it just looked like she like freaking ran for 100, 150 yards hard and then just started walking. So huh. it was uh, it was quite the exhilarating evening. Uh, I was pretty excited. I think I'm a way better bow hunter now because of how that evening played out versus if it had gone the other way, unfortunately. Because yeah. that's like the first year I've really screwed up on. So I had another well, one. that's not bad then. I mean. No, I had another one back in 19 where I like shot through the armpit, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So I basically, I shot so low, I basically just went in and out of the, the front side armpit. Yeah. And uh, I actually, I thought I had missed her until I saw blood on the ground. And, yeah. Uh, that one was kind of like a easy flesh wound, like still tracked her for a long ways just to verify. But there was no question about that one. That was basically like just, you know, hitting the brisket almost. So this one, it was a tough lesson to learn. Went back the next morning. But uh, after that, saw a few more deer in Vermont. Uh, went down to Massachusetts and uh, saw... I think it was a pretty big buck. I only saw its main beam, and it was a substantial main beam. Yes. So it was probably out 60, 80 yards when I finally saw antlers. So it was kind of hard to judge because he was kind of in a pine thicket. So, But that was pretty awesome because that was some public land. 
uh, down the road from my buddy's place and, uh, just kind of went there on a whim as far as that chunk of land. I knew it was close to his. He told me I could totally hunt with him if I wanted to, but I was like, you know, Jimmy, I kind of want to get out of my comfort zone and do my own thing and just kind of see what I'm capable of. And yeah, I get a good experience. That's awesome. The funny thing is, is I, I did like an hour and a half worth of scouting there and I had been up on the point where I ended up sitting thinking it'd be a good buck spot when I went scouting. And ironically, when I was walking up that point to set my stand up that day, I came across a scrape. I'm like, oh boy, this is fresh. So I'm like, I'm going to set this scrape. And uh, if I had gone to where my onyx pin was, I almost guarantee I would have got a shot at that buck. Just because uh, like where, where my onyx pin was just from like cyber scouting. Yeah. It was like dead on nuts where that buck oh. ended up walking by. And it's like one of those things that I just kind of laugh at. Like, what are the odds, you know? Like, I just happened yeah. to blindly p- put a point on that map right there. But at yeah, the end was... of the day, I saw a doe and a buck there in a day and a half worth of sitting. So for my standards, that was pretty good. And like I said, I went in there basically blind. So, because even if I hadn't have scouted, that point was still my... uh like my go-to spot just off of topography and cyber scouting. So mm-hmm. I was pretty excited. The radical thing about those woods were it was like 90% oak. Like any tree over, you know, eight inches in diameter was an oak tree. It was crazy. It was like every step was just acorns. I mean, old like acorn case. Yeah, old casings, but... I had never seen anything like it. I don't know if those trees were planted way back in the day or what was going on, but we certainly don't have any mature timber that looks like that here. So, but well, cool. You saw some critters. It was a good trip. Exactly. I mean, ironically, you had a pretty good time frame while I was sitting in the tree in Massachusetts. Was that that day? Yeah, yeah. I think it was yeah. the Friday I was down there because yeah, I got in Friday. Fire in my end. <laughs> I think I sat around noon on friday and that's when the tech started rolling in yeah so actually i i that was my i took i think i took wednesday thursday friday off so i hunted until saturday um wednesday it was cold it was 20 but the nothing really kicked off until thursday that's when i started seeing deer like it was like a switch and deer started chasing i saw a lot of bucks saw the biggest buck i've ever seen um but he came in before light uh that was pretty awesome he was 18 yards and he picked me right out it was pretty wild he walked out of a swamp i heard him i heard him beating the snot out of some trees and then all of a sudden boom he was on top of me like right below my stand and he walked right out of the swamp and looked right up at me i got no idea how he picked me out but it was pretty cool um i saw him again later on that week but he was like 60 or 70 yards away chasing does he never came in uh thursday i got a shot at a real nice buck a nice eight and um i did everything right picked my spot did everything i i mean it was a perfect shot everything was perfect but uh he turned into a v and basically ducked my arrow i, I was watching my arrow go right for his lungs and, and he just basically folded and it went right where they were so i wasn't too terribly pissed about that one that was you know i did everything i could and that's just that's the way that it goes but uh i guess friday was a little different um i think it was like probably like nine or ten o'clock in the morning uh i had a slammer buck the the biggest i've ever drawn a bow on walk in front of me at about i think he was about 18 or 19 yards he wasn't too far out 
and uh, I fell apart. I blew everything. Um, I didn't pick my spot. I looked at the whole deer, and I was just just screwed it up. That was all me, and uh, I shot an arrow about six inches over his back. He ducked a little bit, but he didn't have to. Um, that arrow was nowhere near him. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I had two clean misses. One was my fault. One was not my fault. And I think, I think at that time I was, what did I order a target right from the stand? I was like, I, 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 I was so pissed. You and I were texting back and forth for a while. And I was just, Oh my God, I think I punched the tree once. I was, I was, I was so pissed. I, then I don't get mad, but I was pissed because it was just, I was an idiot. Um, so yeah, we, we were talking, we were going back and forth for a while. And then I think around one thirty, I saw a deer in between then and there, but they were all doe. And there was so much buck activity, I wasn't going to shoot a doe. So I, I guess I think it was right around 1.30. I saw a buck coming down. There's a field out in front of me, and there's a good, like, 15 feet of, of like, thick stuff in between me and the field. But you can see through it, you know. And I, I saw him coming down the hill, like, walking directly in front of me. But he was about, like, 40 yards out, 50 yards out in that field. And there's always buck out in that field fighting. That's like... They always they spar out there and then they dip in and out of the woods where I'm sitting. So I saw him coming down and then I saw him make a hard left and walk straight towards me. And he kind of like weaved in and out of that like thick stuff and came out and popped out on the other side about 20 yards in front of me. And I was I was so focused and just uh, angry and basically yelling at myself, don't screw this up again. And uh, I he came in and I let him keep coming. And he just kept walking towards me, like straight on, head on. And he made it to a tree that's about seven yards in front of me. And then he cut right in front of that tree. So he was sub seven yards. And I double lunged him. And he went, I don't know, maybe 40 or 50 yards before I saw him tip over. And it was cool because I got to watch him fall over. Just like last year's buck, he fell over you know, in, in plain sight. So that was awesome. And uh, that made me feel a lot, bit, lot better about myself after missing two deer. So that was pretty much, uh, I don't know, I, I, I had a, a good season, but I, I, I didn't get another shot at anything else. Um, uh, I hunted until the archery season ended, and then I got out during rifle season with my flintlock. I took that for a walk a few times. I didn't, didn't get a shot, and I, then I went out in late season here in Pennsylvania. After Christmas, um, the season opens back up, but it's only flintlock and archery. Yep. So I took my flintlock out again, and it's a fun time to be out because there's nobody in the woods. And But, I mean, the deer are still a little cracked out from being shot at with rifles for two and a half weeks. So, so yeah, I, I did that, but I, I didn't no, – no shots were fired. I didn't kill anything else. So one deer this year, and I'm happy with it. It was a good year. Yeah, you seem to be uh, the buck killer in the uh, that magical week, though. Of course. I, I got a good spot, man, and, and that first week in November, it's on. Yep. Now at least this year you shot it with a bow with a soul. So <laughs> this is true. Yeah, last year's I, I shot last year's with a Satori. Yeah. And and this year that was actually Mike's bow. Thanks, Mike. And uh, this year I shot him with my uh, my bear t- takedown. My so that was cool. And, and it was my first year with a, a wood arrow, so I was pretty psyched about that too. And an ace standard, so, of course. And, and of course an ace standard, and I got a full pass through. That was awesome. Yeah. A full pass through, like it didn't kind of hang out. It blew right through him. Yeah. If there's one thing I learned on the road with Chris to Kalamazoo is he is an ace standard fanboy, and there is nothing wrong with that. But it is 
pretty comical. And I happened to sneak a picture in while he was at Kalamazoo showing the ace guys the, uh, the picture of his buck. So he was pretty ecstatic about that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was nice to, to meet Bob and, and, and show him the plaque that my, my buddy's father made for me, which was an ace standard plaque. So that was cool. One of the coolest things so, at yeah. Kalamazoo actually was him showing us how those were made. Just like, they had a little step by step thing about the process. That was so cool. Yeah, yeah, it was really neat. They they had they slide together and it, it's it's like a an interlocking system. Yeah, it, it's really cool. So that was neat. Um, Kalamazoo was a good time, man. I had a blast there. Yeah, I know when but, we first walked in, I was like, oh, like, this was my second time and Chris's first time there. Yeah, and you know, I knew it, it was probably going to be a little sized down. Or, you know, just downsized this year because of COVID and all of that stuff. So I didn't know what to expect. And uh, when we first walked in, I was like, man, I hope Chris still thinks this was worth the nine-hour drive. <laughs> and, 16 for you, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we got in there, and we did our first lap, and we're like, all right, that was 10 minutes. And uh, next thing you know, you start running into buddies, and uh, the whole day the passed. start, yep. Yeah, Chris, Chris yeah. shot a widow for the first time. I did. I shot. I shot a few bows. I shot. I shot quite a bit of Dave's. Uh, every every right hander he had, I think I shot. That'd be Kalamazoo uh, from, Bow from Kalamazoo yeah. Bow Works. Yep. Um, I shot the '59 Kodiak from Bear because I really wanted to shoot that. I was dying to shoot it, and uh, it didn't do it for me. It was pretty though. It was a really beautiful bow. It just didn't do it. Um, You're a green glass guy fan, right? I am, yeah. That's why the, my eyes kind of. Green glass is really weird for me. Like on the right bow, it's amazing. Oh, I love it. But I love, like, I love green glass with that white, yeah. that white glass in front. Yeah, it looks so good. I go back but, and forth on it. Yeah, I like it. That, that's what my assassin was. Um, I shot a widow. It was it was a cool. It was a forty-two pound widow, and it was like I don't know if it was maple or what. But uh, it was beautiful, and it shot like a champ. I, I was really impressed by that bow. They're pricey, but boy, are they nice. Well, you know, the funny uh, thing about Widow is, like, back in the day, they were expensive. And uh, they've kind of kept their prices. I mean, I haven't looked at their prices recently. But as a whole, I mean, their prices have stayed pretty steady. And all the other companies seem to keep going up. So I'm not going to say Widows, by any stretch of the imagination, are affordable bows now. But they're, like, right on par with everything else when they used to be, like, the expensive bow out of the bunch. It's kind of yeah. wild. Yeah, it was nice. Um, I don't think I shot anything else, did I? Uh, let's see... I don't know. You shot Kalamazoo, the Widow. I wanted to shoot a Great Northern, and I didn't. No. I should have. I know. I shot the New Wood. That was pretty nice. Yep. yep. The grip was a little high for me, but that's all personal taste. But other than that, that was a really nice bow. Uh, I shot a whole bunch of Daves. I try not to uh, shoot too many bows because I tend to have this compulsive buying issue where I shoot one, like it, and buy it or order one. I agree. So I have that issue. I tried not to shoot a ton of bows while I was there. I actually I did pretty well. I basically renewed my Compton membership and Same. entered and entered their dream raffle. I think that's the only money I spent there. So yeah, we both did that one. We both uh, up there. Uh, I just I, and I just renewed right before I went out to Kalamazoo, so I added another year onto my Compton membership, and then uh, we both threw in on the uh, 
the dream raffle. So that's the only way I'll ever get to Alaska is if I win it. Uh, what else did we let me think about the stuff that we saw that was cool um all those old school broadheads tell you oh, what yeah they had that, a whole like bunch the, of uh it wasn't like museum type stuff just collector's items it was cool though they had saxton pope's uh bow there they had yeah. um they had some some stuff from fred there they had it, one of his arrows they had some other stuff um what it comes down to is kalamazoo is totally worth at least one time Absolutely, yeah. Like, if you live far, like, I'm a six, well, I'm a 13 to 16 hour drive, depending on how I go about going there. And I have, I didn't regret going twice. So. I would go again. Dude, I would definitely go again. Same I mean, here. It, the, we had a good time on the ride out, too, though. I mean, I guess if you got somebody you can BS with all the way out, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'd do it by myself. I'd go, I'd go a little crazy driving nine and a half, nine, I think it was a nine and a half hours to get us out there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was fun. I, I next year though, I'll save my vacation for uh, for the Compton rendezvous or something like that. Compton's definitely worth the trip. That's that's sure. on the list. I want to do that one bad. And, yeah. And, um, let's see what else. Uh, I, again, I didn't get to see Monty Browning. I was bummed about that. But every time I wanted to go over and talk to him, he was busy with somebody or. That was or, like the booth that we kept saying we were going to go to, and then in a day yeah. and a half, somehow we didn't end up at. We and talked to Chris Perino was... a ton. That was cool, though. We got to know yeah, a lot of funny. people. That was probably the most I've ever talked to Brian Burkhart, which was cool. Uh, got to see yep. just got to see all those people again. Got to meet Lee from Great Lakes. I I love his bows. Yep. So got to uh, we got to meet people like we've been friends with online, I guess, and never met in person. So that was cool. Jason Rao. Um, yeah. Finally, like face to face with Travis Styles. I've, I've talked to him a boatload and he's a yeah. he's, he's a good i consider him a good friend and i'd never met him face to face that's kind of funny yeah it's um, it's funny how like when i met lee like you know we talked we chatted kind of got to know each other in person i guess and then it yep. was it's weird walking away from somebody saying it's nice to finally meet you when you've chatted with them <laughs> for two years and you consider him a close yeah. friend it's such a weird dynamic in today's world yeah, so the internet is good, I guess. It, it's got some bonuses. Yeah, but it's definitely. Oh man, weird. so yeah, that was a that was a good trip, man. That was a good one. We have to do yeah. that one again, I think, or something similar. What else you got going? Anything else going on? Uh, not me, not particularly at the moment. Uh, well, I guess I got okay. like I got three bows on their way over the next couple months. I got a that's cool. Got a bow from Ethan Roderick coming from the Stick Boys. Little Mountain Bows, I want to say, is what it's called. Most positive on that. Okay. He actually, he just sent me a picture of the riser that's getting glued up, so that's pretty exciting. And then I got a bow from Kalamazoo awesome. Bow Works coming. And then, same. as of right now, and I don't know if it's going to change, but my go-to bow is that Great Lakes Longbow I've been shooting. And uh, I've got a twin coming to the one I have. Well, slightly different woods, but same general weight, same specs. And uh, I think that's just it's kind of like the Jason Samkoviak way. Just have a second one that can hopefully shoot the same arrows. And then when you go on a hunting trip, you got two bows that are just quick swap out and you're still good to go, ready to rumble. So Sounds good. That was kind of Sounds the game really plan good. when I got that one. So it's going to be we an exciting We did do one thing year. out there. We did do one thing we didn't talk about. We, we When we got into town on Thursday night, we went to uh, Dave's, Dave's house yeah. to, to Kalamazoo Bow Works. And I got to pick out the woods for my bow that is being made sooner or later. 
So that was kind of fun. That was a good time. You, Thanks for the assist on that, by the way. I was about to say, you were so excited about that the whole week. I was. Yeah. The, the amount of times I, he would randomly pull out his phone and go, dude, just check this out. It's going to be so awesome. Because Dave had yeah. like a couple blanks of the right woods that just kind of meshed together. And uh, you took a picture of it. It was freaking priceless. I did, yeah. Yeah, it was – Um. so I, I pretty much was going to – Rip off Travis Styles, um, uh, Manistay. Or no, it's not Manistay, is it? Arcadia. He's got a, uh, Arcadia, right. And, uh, cause I really like the look of that. And then we got out into his shop and, and I think it was you, you pulled up that, uh, the Save the Rainforest, whatever it is. Yeah, Save, stuff. Save the Rainforest Coca Bolo and then a little yeah. zero wood to go with it. Zero wood. And I was like, whoa, that looks good with some spalted maple for the limbs. So, or not spalted maple. We went Myrtle. Spalted maple or Myrtle. Myrtle. That was right. Myrtle. Myrtle. So, so yeah, so that looks sweet, and I'm pretty excited about that. So when that shows up, I'll be really excited. Yeah. The so, question is, that's though, it. will it trump your bare love with your takedown? Uh, I think it's a different – I think that's a different world. Yeah. It's, it's, they're, they're, they're two different things. I don't – oh, hang on. Henry's here. Yep, <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Get out of here, buddy. I know. Uh, I always on the computer. I always fight the one piece longbow and the three piece recurve life. Those two battles. Yeah. It's like one year I'm gonna love one, and then the next year the other one starts taunting me, and then it's just flip flop. Yeah. I, I don't know if I told you I did. I did order some uh, some forty two pound limbs. Yep. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. So hopefully they'll be here sometime this week. Is that for your mag yeah. riser? Uh no, it's it's gonna be for the 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 B riser. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Come on. Damn, we're having some cat. Uh, technical cat difficulties at the moment. He's an ass. Um, yeah, stay down. He's what, so. What, what do you call it? Um, they're gonna go on the B riser because the B riser's got like close to fifty pound limbs, fifty fifty five pound limbs. I think they are fifty two something like that. Yeah. And so that's that. It's nice, but I don't want to shoot it all the time. I was hoping to get something lighter to shoot this summer. Yeah. So I figured I'd get the 42-pounders and slap those on and see how that goes. Uh, so, so yeah. so <laughs> That cat's wild. Cat. He's, uh, he's part mountain cat or cougar or something. Yeah, he's, he's a little – he's grossly oversized. You know, those are expensive hunts. You can always make yourself a little uh, – a little uh, – trying to think of the right word here. I don't know. This is a fail. Yeah, it's all right. It's a okay. moving target. Yeah, it's exactly. my son's cat. I can't oh, that's a get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So, man, that's uh, that's it. You know, you know, it was uh, something popped into my my head today. Not to switch topics drastically. Oh, that that's going to be us. That's that's why it's broken yeah. arrow. Short attention span. <laughs> um, but uh, I I was talking to a friend of mine about there being an abundance of hickory near uh, and on his property. So I'm I think I'm going to cut some staves. And give the uh, self bow a uh, a whirl. That see how that goes. Sounds awesome. I gotta get a draw knife. I don't have I don't have one yet. So yeah, that's the plan. The uh, the self bow thing is one of those things. I have been. I watch a lot of Clay Hayes, just like probably anybody else in this uh, yeah hobby. And every time I watch one, I'm like, I could do that. Not to like Clay Hayes, you know, status, but just like I feel like I could do that. But I feel like it's just going to be one of those addictions you just can't get away from. Like you build I, I, one, and then you want to build another one, and then the next thing, you know, that's all you're doing. I'm okay. If, if that's what it turned into, I'd be okay with that. I don't think I'd be too upset about it. I'm just uh, 
I don't know. It, it looks fun, and I, I'm having real a whole lot of fun building arrows right now, and I want to build some more stuff. So yep. it sounds like a good idea. You should make so a hot we'll box, see. get a bandsaw, start laminating some bows, and no, that's that's not the direction. I don't want to go that <laughs> far into it. I don't have I don't have enough room for like 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 look at Dave. He's got a whole like building for his his uh, his shop, and I mean I don't have that much room. Yeah. Um, I don't have a heated shed either. <laughs> So maybe maybe someday, but it's not something I'm interested in right now. I'm I'm more wanting to just I don't want to be building bows when I could be shooting them, you know? Yeah, I know. I think, uh, I think with one or two would be cool. Yeah, I know that's got to be like the worst part about being a dealer or a vendor mm-hmm. at like Etar or Compton or even Kalamazoo. It's just like yeah, you, it's obviously fun getting to see everybody constantly, but at the same time, you're like missing out on part of the. The best part yeah, of it. Yeah, you shooting and stuff. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, props to those guys. So. Yep. Good stuff. All right, Mel, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, I knew this was just going to be kind of a quick and dirty episode, just kind of introducing us and whatnot. We've gotten off topic yep. a few times already, which is good. Uh, I guess one thing I wanted to say is if the listeners have anybody they want to hear or have anything they want us to talk about, just send one of us a message. We'll we'll have an Instagram page for this, and then obviously you can find me at the Green Mountain Tradcast page and your endless yep. mountain archer. Endless I think. mountain archery. So endless mountain archery. Yep. So if there's anybody you want to yeah. hear us talk to or give crap to or uh, <laughs> any of the above, just let us know and we'll see what we can do. We're I think our main goal is just to keep this real light and just have a blast and hopefully get a lot of laughs and maybe some hunting stories out of people. So. Agreed. So, I think it's just going to be a good time, and I'm looking forward to where it goes. Yep. So, cool. Well, thanks, man. Thanks, everybody. If, uh, if people actually listen to this, thank you. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. All right. We'll, we'll, be, uh, we'll be talking to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Hope everybody enjoys.